Uh, welcome to the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. I am your host, or one of your hosts, William Mankelow, and um, thanks very much for being with us. With me, as always, at the end of the phone, is the co-host of this podcast. Yeah, I'm Stuart the Wildman Mabber. Uh, basically, uh, you could say I'm pretty much a, a full-time environmental campaigner. And I'm not, I wouldn't really call myself an activist, but um, I do have a, a good, a good, uh, good links behind the scenes of activism. And I use all this to, uh, you know, bring nature into people's daily lives, which is a first step to wanting to protect it, William. Yes, I, I'm, I'm also a big... Nature and the countryside have been a big part of my life since I was very young. I've, I've never really seen myself as being uh, a naturist or being a conservationist or it's definitely not an activist because nature really has always been just part of my life uh, from a very young age. Pretty much my mum got me and my sister out from a very young age going out into going out fishing and going out into the uh going out into the countryside and, and enjoying it for what it is and I think that I definitely recommend that's 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 definitely a good a good way of looking at it is to yeah. just to enjoy it for and, what it is and we you know we're not scientists we're we're not experts we're two men in our 40s exploring the big issues we 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 explore these big questions through meandering style conversations and just just see where we end up uh, and the minimum we want to end up is is we we inspire ourselves and you the listener to maybe make a difference to to the countryside in all the little piece of nature that lives near you yes and we, we you know you're listening to us you're listening to this podcast now and we appreciate that entirely but we are you at the end of the day we are just like Stuart said we we are not we don't, we're not we're not scientific experts. Um, we just have opinions. We like to explore the questions, especially that that you, the listener, are saying and sending in to us as well, and uh, mm. discuss them and debate them and, and see where see where those discussion and discussions and debates go. And uh, one a few episodes ago, we had uh, a question from I think Ben from Islip. We've got another question from the same village, Islip in Oxfordshire, from Pete, uh, and um, he said he's been listening um to the podcast for a good while and since he started listening he's actually thinking about um waste that he's producing a lot more which is nice to hear william yeah yeah exactly and that's 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 the sort of impact we've always been always wanted i think we're not dictating we're not telling you exactly how to do things but we're just we're just trying to get ourselves to think about these issues, aren't we, Stuart? You know, it's almost that yeah. we uh, we discuss it between us, and we both are, we both have different opinions. We both come from come from a different angle, uh, a lot of issues from a different angle. Um, sometimes yeah. even being a little bit provocative, uh, yeah. we might not even under, might not even agree with what we're saying. We're just trying to see it from a different point of view. Yeah. But at the same time, we, we just want to make a we just want to make a positive impact on everybody's lives, yeah. really, including our own. Uh, and Pete sent me an email before I get to his question. He's basically uh, said, uh, thanked us for sharing on our Twitter feed um, details about the uh, tree pro- protection camp that's going on in Euston Square Gardens in London uh, because he wasn't aware of it. Now, it's an anti-HS2 protest, effectively, and uh, which is a long-distance, quick railway line they want to build. Uh, and... and Pete says he's actually pro HS2 himself, but he he he's thanked us for posting about what's going on because he's not actually keen on the methods of the eviction process, and 
he feels he wants to put out there, he's put it through uh, an email to me, he wants to say that activists and the bailiffs who are doing the evictions, they're all human beings, they need to work together and be nice to each other to bring about uh, a peaceful resolution. Um, and uh, I've given him a platform. It's good to give listeners a, a, a platform to express themselves from. Yeah, just I, I entirely agree with what Pete's saying. Is he is to be adversary advers, adver, adversaries is very is actually quite an easy thing to be, isn't it? It's actually quite sometimes harder to to try and find a middle ground to find try and yeah. find what yeah yeah to work almost like not to work together but at least uh, respect each other. Yeah, you know? and you bring about uh, an end result that you both want quicker, maybe. Anyway, mm. uh, I'm going to go on to Pete's question. His question is. We have enough water on the planet for everybody, yet the amount that's uncontaminated and usable for drinking water each year gets smaller. I've heard that by 2030 the demand for water, drinking water, will exceed its availability. Um, And we are likely to rely on chemicals to make the remaining water drinkable. But in time, with that logic, Pete feels we will be drinking more chemicals than actual water. And he asks, how concerned are we about the water resources and what can be done to secure the quality of the water that remains? Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not a scientist, but I know I did hear once that of all the water that is on the planet, only 6% of it is actually drinkable. The rest is all salt water. It's a very limited resource. And you have to remember that that water is also not just for us, it's for every living being on the planet, yeah. um, apart from the fish and anything that lives in the sea, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, 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 it's a quite a limited resource. Yeah. Um, but we are contaminating it on a, on a ridiculous scale, aren't we? Well, there's an unseen contamination. There's a hell of a lot of landfill sites around. Mm. And all that in time is going to rot. It's going to leach out chemicals. Everything yeah. in the soil ultimately ends up in the watercourses. Ultimately, the watercourses end up in the sea. Ultimately, the sea evaporates and it comes down as rain. Yes. And then we collect it and drink it. Yes. Now, uh, people say, oh, there's no, the water, the, the volume of water in the world does, does not change ever. It might get frozen, it might be liquid, it might be cloud, but the volume of water in the world never changes. But no, the it thing doesn't, is, no. if it never changes and we keep pumping more pollutants into it, you know, there's no no resource to find that's pure water anymore, you know. And he makes a very good point that we can put chemicals in in, in water to, to, to make it drinkable. But he is right. I mean, it's going to be a glass full of chemicals in the end. Yeah, I think there's a, a thing when it comes to trying to recycle water as well. Uh, it's quite interesting, isn't it, really? Eventually, if you if you, if you saturate it enough with enough chemicals, it's going to end up being everything. The, the whole the whole 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 water course is going to completely completely alter. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see exactly where we are in ten years, twenty years time, with as far as water is concerned. Yeah. I was also thinking purely from a different point, of, a slightly different point of view, with how the weather has changed, where the water actually goes. You know how how where the rains fall and what time they fall. I mean, we we seem to be getting into a, here in the UK at least. We seem to be getting into uh, wet and dry seasons. Yeah, we can have a very wet winter and then very dry summer. 
um, this 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 January the Jan- January the last month has just passed as has been a very I can't say statistically but from from an anecdotal point of view it's been a very very wet month here in Oxford so it's not also I was also going to say is that it's the chemi- is that you, you're getting as Pete quite rightly points out we're, we're, it's the, the water is that that drinkable water that six percent is being contaminated. Yeah. Uh, but it's also falling in probably the, in what we can almost say the wrong places and at the wrong yeah. times. Uh, so it's 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 a it's it's a tricky thing to to, to balance, isn't it? Yeah. What, but what, also what the way we... We, we've spoken about this, the soil management and the way we grow food, there's a hell of a lot of water wastage. You know, um, yeah. some some countries in the world are growing crops for the Western world using. The, their water to to water these crops, and there's nothing left for them to drink. Well, yeah, well, uh, exactly. I mean, you can you, all you need to do is look at. I think it's the is it the Aral Sea? Not the, sure. Yeah, there's a there's a lake in Russia, which has completely almost completely disappeared because of just how the um, the water has been used over the water has been diverted for farming, and the the lake is almost completely completely disappeared. There were some you can find. Uh, fishing boats that are uh, miles away from the the coast because that's where the edge of the, the edge of the lake used to be. Yeah. So we're having that sort of impact. We're not just having an impact on 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 what's in in the water, but we're having an impact on where the water is going. Um, yeah. But with it, what is the is there a solution that we can? Is there an action we can or a solution we can take ourselves right this minute? I mean, I well, can, yeah, just think about the crap you're throwing down your drain in your sink. You know, the, just because it disappears and goes down into the sewer or the or the drains, it has to come out somewhere. Then that all leaches into the um, into the water courses, and a lot of oil and fat gets tipped down the sink. And actually, if that was collected, that can be turned into energy itself in power. Yeah, so that's that's uh, and it's also one of the it's also one of the dangers of of of, of if you of, of pouring that stuff down the sink down the sink, and also things like uh, wet wipes are one of the biggest things, yeah. aren't they? That nobody yeah. uh, no, nobody nobody claims nobody says that they and everybody claims that they don't throw wet wipes down the toilet, yeah. but yet year on year you see these sort of huge yeah. blockages of, of wet wipes, and again they get broken down into the water the water course eventually into smaller and smaller smaller pieces they're ingested by animals and it gets it get, it becomes part of the water system and then yeah. then eventually it will come back to us or is it it's almost that cyclical thing of like what we put in at the start will come out eventually at the end yeah pretty much i remember living in a a, ter- a row of ter- four terraced houses and there was a obviously the drain and sewer had been backing up for months and months and months and we were at the end of it and it started leaking out into our garden and we had this uh, drain drain guy came to clear it out and it transpired that it was a nappy and there was only one household in that um row of four that uh had a baby and they still claimed it wasn't them so <laughs> either they were lying or there was somebody in the other house one of those four that had a a, a nappy fetish at the weekends that's a that's yeah. a that's a that's a topic from an entirely different podcast episode isn't it and, or <laughs> a topic from an entirely different podcast but but i don't think there's much else to say on this except just you know water is a finite resource yeah yeah uh, don't 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 just leave the tap on i mean we in there's a really simple there are really simple actions i mean the really simplest one of of of, of, um, because i think i think it's it's, as much about for me at least it's as much about water conservation as what you put into it so if you can conserve water definitely look at definitely look at getting away from the really strong bleach chemicals as much as you possibly can do and look for alternatives and 
and then at the other side of it is to try and try your best to to restrict how much water you use uh, yeah. by maybe you know if you if you if you co-occupy with somebody else if you have a shower have a shower yeah. straight after the, that another person because that means that yeah. the water doesn't have to go through again and heat up again yeah. and you use all that water up and if if you can capture that water and use it somehow because it's clean fresh water maybe use it to water the plants maybe use it to flush the toilet or whatever or even wash the car with you know or water the garden with you know you could reuse that water somehow yeah i mean pete's last part of his question is um what can be done to uh secure the quality of the water that remains i think it comes down to just think about the you know what we're pumping down our drains in our own homes you know because uh, Everything starts with an individual. It does, yeah, because then then it, it, it dictates exactly what what um, what this big businesses will eventually like yeah. it will it will trickle down to the big business because if the business if the business aren't making money, the big business isn't making money. They're no longer a big business, are they? Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. they have to they have to adapt and change. We we talked about this how the oil industry needs to adapt and change to yeah. being more renewable. I think companies that are using uh, and uh, chemicals um, and putting chemicals into the environment through us um, also need to change as well. Yeah. Okay, so that's the end of another People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast. Our next episode will be our 150th, and it is going. The question we are going to debate is from Preben in Sweden. Yes. So uh, 150, William. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for everybody who's listening recently. Go, we're on for our best when it comes to listens and uh, for for the podcast. We're on for our easily. Our, last month was our best month by by far. Apart from we had one anomaly in the middle of last year, which is a huge spike we had. Uh, but it, it means more of you are listening, more of you are taking action, uh, more of you are here for the here for the ride, as it were. We are we are all part of we're all we're all on we're all we're all part of this. Uh, yeah. This planet, oh, we're all on this planet. We're all in it together. We might all yeah. might all have different uh, needs and different backgrounds, but it, we only have this one planet, don't we, Stuart? We can't, we can't. Well, there is no planet B at the moment. We have to, we have to make the best of this planet as best we can. Which interestingly comes on to Preben's question in the next episode. So join us then to hear what I'm teasing up now. So uh, for me, Stuart the Wild Man, Mabbit, and my co-host, uh, we Willie Winky. Uh, sorry, William Mankello. Um, thanks very much for listening. Mm-hmm.